Well, good morning. Um, you know, this time of day, I usually like to get a little snack, get a little hungry. Who's hungry right now? Not some of you, okay. All right, well, um, let me see those hands again. There, more people are hungry, really? Only the kids? All right. All right, Megan, do you want to come forward? Okay. All right. Yeah, come forward. I need a volunteer. All right, I'll bring a kid volunteer. It can't be one of my kids. All right, Simon, you want to come? All right, come up here, Simon. Simon, are you hungry? Okay, look. We have a nice, nice options of snacks for you. Look. We have a pineapple and we have some Pringles. You can have one. Go ahead. As long as your parents say it's okay. Okay, which one do you want? Pringles? Wait. Why do you want Pringles? Because you like them? Isn't a pineapple taste really good? Yeah? But what about Pringles? Why do you want the Pringles? Oh, because they taste good? Okay. All right, well, you can, maybe your parents can have you share those. Well, I'm really not surprised, and it's, I don't think it's just because it's a kid that came up here who wants Pringles. I think if I would have asked a lot, most of you would have come up here, maybe not everybody, but most of you, where I would have picked the Pringles over the, the pineapple. I mean, I probably would have too. I mean, Pringles, I'm not trying to say they're good, but they taste good. They, they feel like, you know, they, you know, they're salty. It's nice to have a nice, some nice salt that helps. You know, Pringles are easy. I mean, you can open the can right then and just start eating. Pineapple, even though it's really good for us, it's, uh, it takes a lot of work to, to get it from there to our mouth, right? Like, you got to take some time to cut it up. Yeah, it's a little bit messy, right? But, I mean, if I... If I asked you guys which one would be more nutritious of a food, I hope that almost everybody would, would assume or guess that the pineapple is more nutritious, right? Okay, I mean, maybe some of the kids don't realize that, but I think, I think we all, most of us are going to agree that nutritious, if you're going for nutrition, if you're going for something that's going to be healthier for you, not just in the short term, but long term, it's going to be the pineapple. All right, Bob? Okay. All right, well, you know, we all have choices. We have choices between, maybe it's not a choice between a Pringles, a can of Pringles and a can, or a, a pineapple, but we have choices. And, you know, we can't live without food. But that doesn't mean that we eat always nutritious food. It doesn't mean that we always want the better option. Sometimes we want the more convenient the faster. The, the Pringles, you know, once you, once you stop, you can't, or once you pop, you can't stop is what they say, right? You just want to keep eating because they're, they're, they're yummy. They have this, this good flavor that, I mean, but the thing is, pineapple is way, like, I lived in Nicaragua and we had some fresh pineapple. Now, thankfully, I didn't do a lot of cutting up the pineapple. I just got the benefit of eating it. And pineapple are very nutritious, very fresh, they're very good. But often, we want what's the easier thing. We want what's more convenient for us. We don't want to get messy. 
And you know, even though we, we need food to survive, we're going to choose, a lot of times, we're going to choose the more convenient option. You know, um, I don't know how many days it is that you can go without food, but you, you need food. Everybody needs food. And what's interesting is, in the Bible, there's a verse in Matthew, Matthew 4, where Jesus had just had an experience of 40 days of fasting. And Satan comes to, to Jesus and says, hey, I know you're hungry. Why don't you just turn these rocks into bread? Then you can, then you can eat, right? And that doesn't seem bad. But what Jesus said in response, it says, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. He was quoting the Old Testament from Deuteronomy. Jesus knew that it's not just that we need, that, that it's not just that we can get whatever we want to eat. He knew that we need something that satisfies. What satisfies is God. What satisfies is His Word. And we can't, we can't live without food, but we also can't live without His Word. We need His Word. We, as Christians, we need to crave after the food that God gives, that His Word you know, we have choices. We can choose if we're going to open our Bibles or not. You know, we can choose if we want to be in relationship with Jesus on a regular basis or we cannot. Because a lot of times we choose what's easier. We don't choose what's more nutritious because it's harder. It, it takes us getting into a habit. It takes us settling ourselves. It takes us being quiet instead of just pop off the top of the can and just start popping, just start eating those Pringles. It's so much easier. You know, not just we, that we need food, but we need to survive. Humans need, what do we need? Water, okay? We need water. So actually water is what we're made up of. We need water. We crave water. And water, you know, we can't live without water, but often... We don't drink enough water. You know, I hear all the time in my house, the kids are saying, I have a headache, or I'm hungry, or all kinds of different things, and we say, drink water. Or how much water have you drank? I know they, whenever they say they're hungry, and we say, have you drank some water? They're always like, but I'm hungry, I'm not thirsty. <laughs> right? But we actually need a lot of water. Our bodies need water, and especially if you have a headache, especially if you're sore, you need replenishing. That water is going to help your body. And if you ever say, I'm thirsty, did you guys know what that means? That you're already dehydrated? If you're thirsty, that means you haven't been drinking enough water. And so I'm not trying to say, everybody drink lots of water, but actually that's what we need to do. We need to be drinking lots of water. If our bodies are craving food and our bodies are craving water, and often we go for the not nutritious food, and often we don't drink very much water. If that's what we're saying to our own bodies, what, what is that saying about our life? What is it saying about our spiritual life? Well, hopefully it, they don't connect. Hopefully those things are completely different. But our bodies need food and water. But our souls, our spirit needs food. 
and water. And the food we just talked about is, is God's Word. Jesus said in, in John 4, when He's talking to this woman at, at, a, at a well, He said, Everyone who drinks water will be thirsty again. But whomever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. Notice it's never thirst. Isn't it? Never thirst. And so Jesus says, Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus says His water is satisfying. His water fills the need. His living water is what we crave. So we've been talking a lot about food and water. Do we want those things? Do we want nutritious food? Do we want living water? Water that's going to satisfy us? I hope so. In Psalm, there's this, this illustration that the very first chapter of Psalms, this is illustration about the righteous. And a person that's righteous doesn't just want to survive, but they want to thrive, right? Do you want to, do you want to just have enough water so you're not thirsty? Do you want to have just enough food that's going to make you a little bit healthy? Or do you want to flourish? Do you want to grow? Do you want to thrive? And so in Psalm 1, if you want to open your Bibles to this, we're going to look, look at Psalm 1 together. Um, I encourage you, open to Psalm 1. It's right about in the middle of your Bibles. Psalms is the biggest uh, book of the Bible, 150 chapters. And right at the beginning, and we're just going to look at the first few verses of this, right at the beginning of this important book, where there's many psalmists, these are, these are songs that are sung, and right at the beginning, it, the psalmist talks about this blessed person. So it says, this blessed person is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stands in, this, in the way of sinners, or sits in the company of mockers. So think about this. There's a lot of people out there that want you to follow along, that want you to go with where, whatever the world is saying. They want, it doesn't matter... Uh, it's, it's okay that you don't believe this or that. Just, just join me. You know, that's what they say. Just, just come hang out with us. We're, we're having a lot of fun. Don't you want to have fun with us? You know, there's, it's okay. It, you know, we don't like this guy, so we're just going to make fun of him a little bit. It's okay. Don't worry about it. You know, join us. It's easier to make fun of somebody together, and then don't worry about that guy. We'll just make fun of people. There's all these, these things that, that people are doing. And that's not the way of the righteous. The, the righteous one is not walking with, with the wicked. They're not standing in the, where the sinners are. They're not hanging out where people are gossiping, making fun of, putting down others. They're not in those places. In fact, when those things happen, they say, no. That's not, that's not what, that's not right. And so this righteous person, this righteous person, what do they do instead of going to the places where the, the evil, where sin is happening? It says in verse 2, this righteous person, this blessed person 
Their delight is in the law of the Lord. Now, the law of the Lord is referring, we just watched this video about the law. And they're, they're, I mean, the, the law is referring to the Old Testament, but really all of Scripture. But in the Old Testament, the law is really referring to uh, the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament. And so who is delighting in the law? And they delight on the, the law of the Lord so much that they're meditating day and night. They're, they're thinking about God's Word. They're, they're not just bringing it up once in a while. They're not just like, oh, I wonder what this is about, and to read a little bit and then be done. But they read. And they pray. And they let the Spirit challenge them. They ask, they ask God to show me who you are. Show me how I can trust you. Convict, the, convict me of my sin. Show me your ways. They ask these questions. They don't just close the Bible and be done. It's okay. I'm not trying to say we can't close our Bible, but what this is saying is we, the, the righteous person meditates. They are they're thinking about. You know, I, I heard this when I, when I was a kid one time, or a long time ago, that when they're talking about this verse, that a cow has four stomachs. And some of you guys know that. Or actually, Probably everybody knows that. Cows have four stomachs. And what, why do they have so many stomachs? It's because they are chewing. They're chewing, and then it's kind of gross, but it goes to one stomach, and then it, they chew, it comes up, and they chew it again. Right? Correct me if I'm wrong. But that's what they're doing, right? And they're, they're going from one, one stomach to the next, and they're, they're chewing it, chewing it. It's kind of like this idea that, in a different way, of meditating on God's Word. They're, they're not just done with it. They don't just, they don't just eat it, chew it up, swallow it, and forget it. They are, these, these cows, they are chewing their cud. They're, they're working with this. And when we work with the Bible, when we work with what Jesus has given to us, his, the Father, the Spirit, they've given us this Bible. When we are listening to his, the Spirit give us truth from this Bible, truth from his word, and we, we wrestle with it. We, we're meditating on it, not just a little bit, but we're bringing it back up later in the day. Like we're chewing our cud, like the cows do. We're, lit, we're continually bringing it back up, bringing it back up, wrestling with this truth of the Bible, thinking about what does that mean? And really, not just thinking about what could it mean, but be praying with, praying with the Father. What does this mean? Help me to trust you. Help me to know you. Help me to prioritize you. So, if you are a Christian, if you trust Jesus with your life, then He has given us His Word. Jesus through the New Testament, through the Old Testament, has given us His Word, preserved it for thousands of years. In our country, we're allowed to read it freely. We're allowed to worship together. We're allowed to read it. And yet, often, I think it says, there was a stat that I heard recently that 82% of Christians don't pick up their Bible more than once a week. Now, I hope that's not the case for us, for those of us here that, that trust Jesus and have put our life in Jesus' hands, 
Because His Word is life. But unfortunately, for many Christians, this Bible gets really dusty. This Bible is just where we go to when we need a verse to prove something. But do we hunger and thirst? Are we seeking the Lord? Are we prioritizing the Bible? You know, Christians can't grow without God's Word. But that doesn't mean they prioritize it. Are we prioritizing reading God's Word? Are we investing our time and energy into God's Word? You know, some people, sometimes I hear, we, we say this, I, I just don't have enough time. You know, I, I just don't have enough time. Maybe you've thought this. I don't have enough time to, get, to exercise. I don't have enough time to, to clean up the house or do the dishes. I don't have enough time to get the laundry done. I don't have enough time to, to write a thank you card to the people that bless me. I don't have enough time for whatever, right? But, but is it that we don't have enough time? Or is it that we don't prioritize our time? Because in reality, we should say, I haven't prioritized exercise. I haven't prioritized cleaning up the house. I haven't prioritized writing that thank you note. Because we can all prioritize something choose something that we know is better or something that we want to do, we can prioritize it and then other things are going to get cut out. Right? We can, we can say, I haven't had time to read my Bible. Which is a lie and I believe that's a lie straight from Satan. I don't have time to read my Bible. That is not true. That's never true. We have time. We all have the same amount of time. And I don't say this as a way to make anyone feel guilty, but if we aren't reading the Bible, it's not because we're telling ourselves, maybe it is because we're telling ourselves we don't have time, but it's because we haven't made it a priority. And so are we making God's Word, investing in God's Word, meditating on God's Word day and night, are we making that a priority? You know, we usually don't say, I don't have time to watch TV. I don't have time to scroll on Facebook. I don't have time for, for something that you don't really think about doing. You just do it anyways. I don't have time to watch the news tonight. No, you just, this is a habit you have and you just are usually doing those things. And so if we make a habit of reading God's word, we make it a priority in our life, we make it, we find ways that we can cut out other things and make sure the most important thing happens. And, and when I say read the Bible, I'm not saying just read it like a textbook. Just read it to know it, just so you can, so you can beat other people in Bible trivia. You know, there's a lot of things in the Bible that we don't need to know every detail of it. The reason there's a lot of details in the Bible is for, you know, people to be able to prove things, people to be able to understand things better. But for most of us, we just need to understand the big picture. The big picture is that God loves us. That God sent His Son to die for us. And He gives us His, He, he lets us know about 
himself through his word. And it's, the, the reading the Bible is not about me. It's, reading the Bible is about him. Reading the Bible is to know him. And not just to know about him, but to experience him. One thing I, I love about the a Bible reading plan called the, the Bible Recap is that each day they encourage you to, to pray. Before you read the Bible, to pray. To pray, God, will I correct any lies I believe? Correct anything that I misunderstand? Please help me to, to honor you and your word. Please help me to follow after you. That when we have this, this idea that we don't just read the Bible because we're going to check it off our list, like, you know, I hope that all of us are reading our Bibles. I hope that if you're not in a plan, you can join in the, the New Testament challenge. But if you read these, these chapters just to be able to check it off, now it is fun to check it off. I understand that. It's fun to check off. I, I like it. But if we're reading only just to check it off and the, so we don't feel guilty, and we, oh, I don't want to be in the 82% that don't read the Bible. I want to, like, those, are, those are good things. But we read the Bible because it's life. Because it's a, it's a connection that we can have with the author of life. The one that wrote it. The one that inspired it. The Bible gives us life. And you know, just like, just like this pineapple. It's going to take some time. Probably for us tomorrow. <clears throat> Maybe not me. To uh, cut this up. I was kind of hoping Simon would take it, but no. To cut this up. To cut it into pieces. But once we do that, we can enjoy it. It's going to take time and effort, but it's worth it because the fruit is we get to enjoy it. And it's nutritious. And just like us when we have a choice to read the Bible, it takes effort. It takes intention. It means we set our alarm for a different time earlier, or we say, I'm not going to touch my phone this morning. I'm not going to do this or this until I've read my Bible. Until I've had my time with the Lord. And then through the day, you can meditate day and night. Meditate on God's Word. What does it say in Psalm 1? It says that whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on His law day and night. Verse 3 says that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yield its fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither and whatever they do prospers. I know we like that last part. Whatever, whatever we do, we prosper. We, we want to prosper. I know that. But the point isn't that we prosper. The point is that we have life. And where is this tree planted by? The streams of water. The, this tree is planted in a place where it's being provided for, where it's getting to drink up all the water it needs to not just survive, but to thrive. This tree is thriving because it's planted by streams of water. Are we planted by God's... By, are we planted by God? By His Word, by His stream of water that He's given to us? Are we delighting in His law, in His Word? You know, 
someone someone said, well, what if, what if we don't want to, I, I don't, I, I can read the Bible, but I don't think I can delight in the Bible. That's just a lot of like weird things to read about. How can I delight in that? And what Joni Erickson Tata said about this is, she said, get into God's word and you will get a heart for Jesus. Get passionate about scripture and your passion for him will increase. So it starts with a habit. Even if you don't think you're going to delight in reading, you will. You will increase your love for God if you're inviting Him, the author of life, to give you life. Those who listen and follow the words of life grow in abundant life. If we are listening and following what God wants, obeying Him, obeying what His word is, then we grow an abundant life. We're not going to... We're, we're, we're like that tree that's planted by streams of water, that's prospering. We're growing because we are invested and in His Word. That we are seeking after Him. We are passionate about Him. And that we are not just reading just to read, but we are reading because we get to connect with the author God the Father, the Son, the Spirit, we are in relationship with, with the author of life, the one that gives us the Bible. In, in uh, John, Peter was, you know, there was, a, there was this part of, the, of where Jesus was unpopular and people were saying, how can, you know, how can you follow Jesus? And in John 6, Jesus looks at his his followers, his 12, and says, are you guys going to leave me too? Because all their, everybody else was leaving. Because what Jesus was saying was so controversial, so hard to accept. And so the, I'm sure the disciples were like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can really trust this guy or believe, it. you know, I know, but I, I don't. But Peter answers. And Peter says, you have the words of eternal life. Where else would we go? You have the words of eternal life. So even if we're struggling, even if we don't understand every word, every detail, the Word of God is life. He gives us life. And I want to encourage you, as over, you know, we're going to start this New Testament challenge here in October 1st. You know, I hope that you're, you guys are all in your Bibles. I hope that you're reading your Bibles. Um, but we'd love for you guys to join this New Testament challenge. And I know it's 92 days. And I know it's 288 chapters of the Bible, but if you think about it like this, that's about 10 minutes a day of reading the Bible. That's, I think we can invest in 10 minutes of our day reading the Bible, and then hopefully our love for the Lord and our love for His Word will grow and increase. Now, when we were talking about this at home, <clears throat> one of my kids, might, might be a six-year-old, mentioned when we were just talking about reading the Bible and, and doing this, New Testament challenge is going to be from October to December. Uh, she said, nobody will do that because they'll, they will forget and they are tired. The logic is no one's going to read the Bible for 92 days in a row because they're going to forget to do it and they're going to be too tired. That's, that's a lot of reading. So my question to you, is are you going to let a six-year-old be right? 
I, I know we, we do forget, we, we, and we do get tired, but where is our priority? Is our priority in growing, or is it in just surviving, just having enough food, just having enough water to get by? Or are we trying to grow in abundant life? Are we trying to grow with Jesus? Are we planted by streams of water? And the best place to live is not a place where we're just surviving, but a place where we are thriving. And Jesus invites us in to a relationship. that He wants us to thrive by, by the place of water where we can enjoy and drink it in, drink Him in. And so I challenge you all, are you going to do this challenge? Now, if your answer is no, I hope it's because because you're in another Bible reading challenge, or you're doing something else that's, that's you know, in the Bible. But I hope, I hope and pray that we can do this. And I know one of the best ways that we can do this is not just individual. We can do this together. We can encourage each other. You know, if you get behind a day or a few days, we don't quit and give up. We just keep going. Maybe we can catch up, but we just keep going. We just keep reading, because... Jesus isn't saying, oh, I can't believe you missed this day. I can't believe, I can't believe you finished on January 5 instead of on December 31st. No. <laughs> no, but this, the point is that we're doing this. Yes, we do it individually, but together we do it collectively because each week I'm going to be preaching on something from, this, from the reading challenge. And, and I encourage you, Find a group of people, even, even two or three people. You know, it doesn't have to be people from East Bend. In fact, if it's, if it's outside people, that's really a great opportunity to invite them into reading the Bible with you. And you can, you can choose the different ways. Give them one of these or give them, invite them on the Bible app. There's a challenge called the Bible Recap. And it's the New Testament challenge and it's exactly this challenge. So there's a, there's a podcast every day by Tara Lee Cobble and she, she talks about what we read. For about five minutes, she talks about what we read and really focusing on what is our God shot. What are, what are we thinking about? What are we learning about God? Like a, like, a, a shot, like a picture. We're taking a photograph. How are we learning about God that day? So I want to encourage you to do this individually, do this collectively, invite people, and even um, do this in a way that's going to encourage each other to grow in abundant life through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that you've given us your word. Thank you that we can have life, an abundant life, in you alone. Jesus, I pray that, that we would go to you, the author of life, that we would seek after you. Lord, I pray if there's, if there's those here or listening that don't know you, Jesus, that they would, they would come to, into a relationship, a saving relationship with you, not based on what we have done, but only based on, on what you have done, died on the cross for our sins, that we can have life in you, that we can trust you. Lord, I pray for each of us that are maybe not reading the Bible very much or not sure if, they can, if we can commit to that. God, I pray that we would make your word and spending time with you our priority.
I pray that we would flourish and grow. That we would be planted by streams of water. I pray that we would be accountable to each other and we could encourage each other as we, as we read and learn. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I would add my two cents worth to that as well. That um, Ellen challenged me to, to start in Genesis that started January 1st, but she didn't challenge me until Super Bowl Sunday. So I had over a month to get caught up, but I did. And there have been other times where I've fallen behind, but you can catch back up. And one other way you can do it is a lot, most mornings I have my, the Bible app on my phone read the scriptures to me. I follow along, but I have it read to me. So I hear it out loud, and that's just very, very meaningful for me. So I challenge you all to join us.